0: Hey, guys, it's is me. Um, I actually want to talk about how I ended up with short-term memory loss for the rest of my life. And it was all fun and games at first, you know. Um, I was taking care of this lady in Minneapolis, and uh, I became friends with her grandson. Um, and they happened to be, you know the type of people that have a lot of money and pretty much own the town and they get away with a lot of shit. So um, we were texting one night and uh, he asked if I'd come over and it was like 3 o'clock in the morning. He was obviously drunk and um, whatever else he was, you know, putting into his body. I have no idea, but being the good person that I am, he was having... Uh, a depression moment where he's going through a custody battle and he wanted some comfort and some support and um, wanted my thoughts. And it was just easier to talk in person than sitting there texting over phone. And then instead of a phone call, I had screaming kids in the background. It was just easier for me to just go to Minneapolis, be there for a friend, love and support, kindness. That's all I'm about. And, uh, I had a beer with him, and, I mean, he was my friend, you know, um, didn't think nothing of it, didn't put two and two together, um, I don't know what goes on in his personal life, but apparently some crazy shit, so I'm sitting there on the floor right next to him, because he was sitting on the couch, and we're just hanging out, listening to music, I was actually on the phone with my husband at the time, and, um, it was I mean, it was darkness because the sun was sleeping, so I mean, there was a couple like lamps on, but I'm blind as a bat, okay? I've got the eyesight of a ninety five year old woman with deteriorating retinas, okay? I can't see a damn thing in the dark. I am night blind. Just it's just horrible. And of course I was driving at night, but um, shame on me, I know. Um I don't even remember what I was talking about with my husband all I know is uh we were on the phone for about uh 40 minutes because he was helping with the custody battle deal thing too um because he's going through the same thing at the time this happened back in 2017 on August 14th um this person I just saw like a silhouette just come at me And um, before anything had dawned on me, because, you know, I see things, I hallucinate, I hear things, you know, I try to ignore them, because if I don't acknowledge them, they leave me alone after a bit. Um, But no, straight up, this chick came through the kitchen, and in order to come through the kitchen, you have to go through the cellar door, through the basement, up to the kitchen, and then to the living room where we were, and she, like, cold clapped me right in my face. Broke my glasses completely off my face. And she actually cracked my nose right in between my eyes. And before, you know, I was dazed, obviously. I pretty much got knocked the fuck out. But, I mean, I was stumbling around trying to find my things. My husband is listening to this whole conversation, to every commotion going on, to all of it. And, of course, he's in panic mode. I'm in panic mode because I have no idea what the hell just happened. And um and then, as I was trying to find my car keys, because, I mean, everything got knocked out of my hands. It just went everywhere. Um, I was parked out front, you know, because the front door was just right there. The door was open. You know, the porch light was on. You can actually see into the house. I don't know what this bitch was thinking, but she was all being shady and shit. And as I'm walking towards the front door, of course, you know, I got blood running down my, my nose and you know, my face, he's got white carpet, so huh. Um I'm bleeding all over the place and my glasses cut the side of my face and then before I knew it I got cold clocked on the side of my right side of my head and then all I saw in my hands was just blood everywhere. It was just gushing outside out of my head. And um I mean it it was a pretty blunt force. You know, hit. I know she didn't punch me. Um, and then I saw, you know, darkness. And then there was. I remember seeing something shiny, like it just caught a glimpse um, of of my eyes. You know, it just. I got a glimpse of it. I couldn't see her face because obviously I'm blind as shit. She knocked my glasses off my face, and um, she had actually hit me in my right temple temporal lobe with the back end of a claw hammer, and I had two lacerations across my side temple, and um, at this moment, he's like, don't call the cops, don't call the cops, and I'm like, you got me fucked up if I'm not going to call the cops, motherfucker, like, seriously, I'm your friend, you're supposed to be a friend right now, and you're going to defend her? Like, who the hell is she anyway? Well, come to find out, she was his ex-girlfriend, who three days prior to this incident, threw a flower pot through the bay window to his living room, and she had already gotten in trouble with the police anyway, so here I am, I, you know, my husband heard everything, and I said, I gotta go, and I called the police, um, because I was driving myself to a hospital in which I had no idea where it was, because I'm not familiar with the town of Minneapolis, and, um, they said they told me to not be driving for one and for a second that I need to wait for an ambulance. And I said, I ain't got money to pay for no box on wheels. Okay. So I just said, tell me where the hospital is and I'll get there. Well, I drove myself, blood running down my face. It was just really, really hectic and I, I didn't know what the hell to do. And usually I'm a fighter, okay? Like, I'm literally just hands-on fucking fuck shit up, all right? But this particular night, I became a flight, you know? And that's not like me. I don't know what came about me, what, whatever, but it was just easier for me to get out of that situation before I ended up going to jail, and then my kids have to suffer because their mom is in jail for assault and battery. Um, and I've never been arrested a day in my life, and I wasn't about to start now. And so I finally made it to the hospital. The uh, police officers met me there, and I have pictures. They're really traumatizing, and um, I actually have a full handprint that is straight-up bruised, clear across uh, where she hit me with the claw right down on the side of my face and on my neck. And, um, I have no idea why she tripped out. It wasn't like we were fucking or anything, because that wasn't even happening. Uh, no. But, um, yeah, she was just straight up fucking crazy, and she assumed the worst instead of just, you know, knocking on the front door, like, hey, what's going on? No, hell no. She got fucking violent. And, um... I mean, I'm not going to lie, I was fucking scared, I had no idea, I was blindsided, obviously, you know, and um, my husband, he drove all the way from Salina to Minneapolis, like, in an instant, and he was ready to fuck shit up, you know, and I said, nope, whatever, we're just going to do this the right way, and I'm going to press charges, well, um, so I pressed charges, and I had to go to Minneapolis a couple of times for identification, and, stuff like that, well, come to find out, she did not, she got away with it, basically, because of the fact that I am blind, so um, the way I see it, that is um, conflict of interest, because I I was blindsided, I couldn't see her face, but then I, I noticed the haircut that she had, and I was looking up on Facebook of anybody that he knew, any kind of friends, And sure, shit I found the chick that resembled what silhouette that I did see, and that wasn't justifiable to get her for assault and battery. And um, she hit me in my right temple mineral lobe, and I could have got her for attempted murder. Um, But because I'm blind, I got screwed by the system. And now for the rest of my life, I suffer from short-term memory loss. And the only reason why I can remember that day is because, um, let's see, that was two years ago. My daughter was born in 2012. In 2011, on August 14th, was the day that I found out that my baby, Blake, um, had passed away in vitro, like in, um, in the womb. And that was the hardest moment of my life. So... August 14th is just the worst time ever. Each year, it's really hard to deal with. It's just anniversary after anniversary for traumas that I have been through. And it's just a reminder every day when I walk out of my bedroom door to go do something and then instantly I forget what I'm doing because new information does not stay. It's in and out. And it's. I just feel like it's not fair. I can't remember appointments. I can't remember um, what my kids say to me on a daily basis. I have to write everything down, guys. Like I have one, two, three, four, five, seven journals that are back, front, and back page of my memories that I have to do daily. And um, my carpal tunnel is getting worse because that's all I do is write. And I'm thinking. Maybe I should start typing, because, well, I'm a whiz when it comes to uh, computers, and I can type about 98 words per minute. That was one thing that I aced in high school, was computer apps. Anything technology-wise, I am on it. As a matter of fact, I was able to get into some stuff that I shouldn't have gotten into, but we're not going to go there. Um... Let's just say that there's a lot of governmental shit that isn't right. But I, I definitely got rid of those computers and just trashed them because I wasn't going to get caught with shit. And to be honest, I it was all an accident. I was just researching and um, just trying to find out information, you know, because um, I that's what I like to do is just research random shit and it. All these pop-ups just kind of get you, and then it's like, "Oh, uh, how did I get here?" And um, well, that is how I lost my memory. And to be quite honest, uh, this chick has already been in trouble many, many, many times for theft, assault and battery, um, driving on suspended. I mean whatever, she she done fucked up her life anyway, she's got a record and I don't, and I'm going to leave it that way, but I have to suffer, and my kids and my family has to suffer, but one one day I'm going to wake up and I'm not going to remember anybody or anything, and all I'll have is my journal, and I'm hoping that eventually, when that when that happens, I hope that I'm old enough to where my kids are grown and um, I'm in a nursing home or something. I'd rather not be in a nursing home because I know how people be treated up in that place. And I will not lose my dignity to random strangers. Um, so when it gets to that point in time in my life, I mean, obviously, I'll probably do the worst that I could possibly do. But I'm not going to go through any much Any more pain in my life? I have done and suffered enough. My whole life is nothing but a traumatic, freaking horrible, horror story. A lot of blood was shed, a lot of heartbreaks, a lot of bone breaks, and a lot of uh, mental breakdowns. And obviously, my brain is damaged. I'm damaged. I am a broken record, I am a shattered mirror. Now that's left is my husband picks up the pieces and he steps up and he's by my side every step of the way. He leaves me sticky notes all over the place and I am just very lucky to have the support that he has given me because he's the only support that I have. My family don't have nothing to do with me. They don't even call me. And I envy the fact that my husband's dad, my father in law, calls him on a daily, three or four times a day just to see how he's doing. And to be quite honest i don't have a I don't have a dad. I had two of them, and they've done nothing but um abuse abuse me so um, that went out the window and As a matter of fact, my biological father is the reason that my son passed away and um of course, he left my mom for coke whore, you know and uh I mean whatever tickles your pickle, I guess, but my mom is a lot better without both of these men and we're a lot better off. I hardly get to see my mom. My brothers are all living their own lives and they don't have nothing to do with me either. But I guess I did that to myself um, because I left home at 15 years old. Actually, I was kidnapped out of my own house by my boyfriend and like, I've been on my own since I was 15. And it's just, it was been hell. My whole life, ever since I was four years old. My life was flipped upside down and sideways. And it was like going through the labyrinth with David Bowie, you know? Those bunch of stairs that Toby gets to put on. If y'all don't know what I'm talking about, seriously, y'all need to watch the labyrinth. Because that is one original epic movie that is just amazing. And the imagination that it took. To even make that movie is just phenomenal. It's one of my favorite movies, actually. But it just goes to show that, you know, people's minds get screwed up. And I've gone my whole life being an atheist, or, you know, I've been through my Wiccan and Pagan moments, and then my husband, he's a Christian. And for the first time in my life, I actually, I was 20, yeah, I was 27. Um, January 2nd was when I put my drugs down. I was clean and sober for six whole months. I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but for a drug addict, that's an an eternity. And I got baptized for the first time ever in my life. My, My parents never baptized any of us. And, um, I felt like I was reborn and my life was changing. And, um, it definitely took a turn for the worst. And that's when, again, 2018, August 14th, uh, my my world was, again, turned upside down. And it's still turned upside down and sideways. I'm just trying to pick myself up and get better. And, um... I'll explain what happened in another podcast, because it's a long story. And as a matter of fact, I've written it all down. And you'll see how broken and torn down people were just... People are sometimes the most horrible beings out there. And it seems like no matter which path I cross. There's always somebody tearing me down, even though I've got the heart of a saint. And it doesn't matter what they've done to me, I forgive. And I would still, to this day, you know, give them the shirt off my back. Why? Because that's just the person that I am. I do not let those people define me. Because in my story, you will find out that I let them define me. And... My family suffered from it. And I was an evil, evil, evil person. All I know is that yesterday was the greatest day that I've had since August 14th. And today is February 5th. It is my stepson's birthday. He turned 11 today. And I haven't seen, we haven't seen him since August. And we haven't seen him since that day since he was three years old guys the last time we saw him he was three years old and then we finally reunited with him when he was ten and we haven't seen him since because of this selfish act that I warned people about and again my voice is never heard nobody ever listens to me it doesn't matter what I do I'm just a little voice in the corner that nobody cares about. And um it wasn't until my husband for the first time in eight years that we've been together he truly saw the monster that I that I had become. And it's very emotional. Just to think back on that. And then my journals, the things that I write about is the most heartbreaking story. I would rather just picked up my things and just walked out. It would have been for the better. But with love and support from my husband, he has definitely helped me along the way. And yesterday was the first day in seven months that I actually went back to church. And I didn't pay no attention to the sermon. I was actually writing on these... um, donations, envelopes, because that's what I do in church. I write. I write about the message that I get from the songs that we sing. And I just just wanted you all to know why I have short-term memory loss and why I keep repeating myself. Because I'm reminded every day that my mind is broken. It is bound in chains and demons that just, they eat me alive on a daily basis, and I don't know if there's anybody out there that can relate to this, but I know one day I will be able to break free, and I believe that my husband is definitely the person to help me break free, and I just, I need him to know how much he is appreciated. And loved because without him, I I probably wouldn't be here. And I treated him so badly; he didn't deserve that. But he's still here. He still tells me he loves me every day, and um, that's part of my story. And it continues. So. I will catch you guys on another podcast. See ya. Hey guys, I was thinking about some things today. So I, of course, have to write them down because I most likely will forget them. I have to do daily journaling about my day because I'm not promised my memory. It will erase my slate clean. This is the only way to express myself in hopes to remember. As you know, I suffer from a lot of trauma, like my whole life. My mental illness once controlled me. I learned that it's soothing to write your emotions down. I prefer writing poetry. So I would like to share my way of expressing myself in many different emotions and many different personalities. I have some that are happy, some are sad, Some are truths, and some are bad. But these are my memories, my empty puzzle with missing pieces. Writing is a part of my life, a part of me that no one sees or hears. So if you're listening, you're about to hear some stuff about me and my story. After trying to commit suicide many times, I realized I was meant to be here. My my plans had failed. So my purpose is to be your voice. To help you know that it will get easier, it takes time. You are not alone. I am left with three different voices in my head and they and them keep me company. But I am not alone. Embrace who you are because we are all awesome. We know that but others refuse to see the real us due to judgment, rejection, discrimination, misunderstood, No one even takes the time. But let me say this. Do they even matter? Of course not. You matter. And I matter. We just need to keep fighting. God will put those in our paths who you actually have relations with. Good things happen to those who wait. So here goes my deepest, darkest secrets, my deepest emotions, my safe zone of bottling it all up inside my notebooks. Put yourself in my shoes for a moment. It's a journey to help you feel what I feel and see the bigger picture of me for who I am. So the first one I'm going to read to you is called I Don't Matter. The truth is I have nothing left to write, but I know I will out of spite. I'm done with these pictures of fairy tales and writing. I want to actually live it and be the love worth dying for. That's all I want, is to be loved, cherished, adored, to live happy. Does that not matter to anyone? Does my feelings not matter? My heart, my life has to count for something. Don't I matter? Of course not. But why am I pushed away to stand in the pouring rain, turning around and feeling what's left is my pain? So that poem I wrote like, I don't know, five maybe six years ago. I had many more journals and notebooks, but they got stolen. And of course, by the ex, I was with, because he knew how much they meant to me. Like, they're my life. So he, of course, burned them. I lost them all, but I learned starting over was the best thing I ever did. It set me on a path to find my soulmate, my one. So if you need to start over, start over. You're already down, might as well pick yourself back up and just get a redo. It's scary, it's hard, but it may be the very thing you need to refine yourself. Keep your head up and follow who you are. I believe in you and you're not alone. We all have issues, we all have our stories, but I'm gonna keep telling you mine. Which of my feelings are real? Which one of the needs is really me? The wild, impulsive, chaotic, energetic, and crazy one? Or the shy, withdrawn, desperate, suicidal, doomed, and tired one? To be honest, I'm a bit of both. It sucks to be stuck in between these separate individuals like a referee. I can't get them out of my head. It's so hard to even get out of my own bed. The desperation and depression and sadness, and anxiety you feel is real. Being in an abusive relationship destroys your sense of self, so that you lose everything, including your motivation, to even get out of the house. No contact ever again is the only way to heal from a narcissistic and controlling abuse. I'll be okay for a few days, and then it hits me again. I stop functioning, and everything falls apart again. It's like a loophole. I keep running into. It never ends. Time is something I never get. I don't have time for anything anymore. I am a hollowed out birdcage where my heart once laid. I'm hopeless. I've been pushed away from everyone around me. Who once loved me? At least they said they did. I'm oblivious to anything that happens around me, what people say, what people do, people's faces i don't see anything i don't i don't know from what is sideways looking up and looking down and around i know nothing everything i see makes me feel empty everything i say sounds just so stupid and then i don't talk at all because what does it matter when no one takes me seriously or cares about my feelings and emotions. I just want to be wanted. And with the scars that show, I'm faulty. I'm carrying the world on my shoulders. That's something that I've always done. I care so much about other people and what they want that I try to be that healing for them. But now I'm lost and I can't find the healing for myself. I don't remember who I used to be, my hopes and dreams. I don't know. I've tried so hard to be the image I thought you wanted me to be, but I'm damaged. I know that my scars show that once I could feel pain, but now I feel nothing. This is all I'll ever be. I'm a mess. I'm trash left and tossed aside. I just want to be someone and pull myself together. Would it even matter at all? Will you even care? I just want to be me.